Hey guys, it's Kenz. You're listening to the Move of God series. If you didn't know, we actually have a workbook that goes along with this entire series. Go to forthegirl.com and purchase yours. It is full of scripture, discussion questions, prayer outlines, so many things to dive into this even deeper. It's a great personal devotional, or you can grab a couple of friends and do it together. We are so excited to get the most out of this series and grow together. Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready because this is for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are so excited about this week's episode. We are going to be talking all about unity and the power of unifying as a body of believers, just getting on the same page, loving each other equally and chasing after God's kingdom together. You guys, that's when like movements really happen. So we are so excited to dive literally head first, not feet first. We're going all in into this week's subject. But before we do, we, of course, have our Mac and Ken's help you make a move. Mac and Ken's help you make a move. Don't you kind of feel like, okay, we're currently sitting here. Ken's just made me an amazing cup of coffee. Yes. And I feel like we're sitting here like two old grandmas about to like (laughs) chat about the youngins' lives, you oh know. Oh my gosh, that's really what's about to happen. Wow. So it's we're time. We're not that old. It's time, and we're. Um, if you don't already know, we're reading the story of someone's situationship, their crush, each and every week, and then we are giving them advice on how to make a move. So we have a very long one for you today. But I hear it's really intriguing. I hear, so, so we're really excited. Get on so the edge of your seat. I'm going to speed read. Okay, so you're good at that. Let's get on with this. Okay, so this is from anonymous and. She says, I have had a huge crush on this guy for 10 years. Let's call him Jay. Met him when I was 11. (laughs) Wow, these girls meet these boys young. When I was 11. They hold on for a long time. When I was 11 on a camping trip with my family, our families became friends. They happened to live close to us and go to the same church as my best friend. He is really sweet, plays the drums, loves nature, the beach, and loves Jesus. I eventually moved away, so we weren't in each other's lives, but I still thought about him. A few years ago, I was volunteering at a kid's camp, and guess who showed up to volunteer too? That's right. Jay was there. We hit it off and got close on the trip. Even went on a few dates afterwards. Okay, so they went on some dates. Okay, that's big to know. But before the trip, I had already been getting close with another guy who I'd been interested in for a couple of years. Let's call this guy Z while Jay wasn't in my life. So we've got Z and Jay. And so even though I was getting to know Jay, I knew I couldn't keep getting to know two guys this way. So I decided to pursue the other guy. So I broke things off with Jay. I dated Z for only two months and it went completely downhill and he dumped me. Ugh, wah, wah, wah. So now I've been single for close to two years. 
Jay and I have similar circles, however, so I see him every now and then, and I regret ending things with him so much. I'm pretty sure he's still single, and I'd really love to give it another shot, except I don't know how to let him know I'm interested. After I ended things, he was pretty upset and has kept his distance since, so there's no way I can leave him subtle hints or anything. I'm not a very outgoing or confident person, so I'm not sure how to approach it. I've always had this feeling about him, whether he's been in my life or not. I've always liked him, and every time I see him, the feelings are very much there. Mac and Ken, this is healthy. Make a move. <laughs> wow. This is so hard. Oh my gosh. Well, bummer. Uh, wow. Not originally chasing after Jay, but I get it. You made the wise move. You stuck with the I, original I crush. I see some wisdom there. Yeah. Yes. To like see it through the thing that like kind of came it into your life. Had already started. First. If yeah. I was talking to her then, I would have said the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I would have said the same thing too. Um, I think here, you know... I think you got to make a move with yourself first and be like, is Jay really worth pursuing right now? Yeah. You know, because sometimes I think we talked about it in a previous episode about how sometimes you like fall in love with the idea of people rather than the actual person. And so I think just check yourself there. But I don't think there's any harm here in making a move. I do think it's going to have to be a very intentional, clear move. We've talked in the past about testing the crush. I don't think this is a this testing. is not a test. No, yeah. this is like you kind of just gotta like call him up and be straight up. Yes, which is bold, and it sounds like this is probably nerve wracking for you. But girl, you can do it. So. You can do it, and you know I gotta say I feel like this has maybe happened to you, but this is definitely a situation that's happened to me before, where like mm-hmm. a guy like pursued me and I wasn't about it, and then like several years later I changed my mind and was like wait I do like that person Mm. and I remember having to call this guy one time and tell him and Mm. you know what it turned out that it didn't go that well like turned out that he had already moved on but I will say it's so good to have a closed door rather mm. than a cracked door. That's I right. think sometimes when you have the when you leave the door just like slightly open, I don't know, it just like blocks you from I feel like being so present in your life. And so I think sometimes even though a closed door hurts and can feel painful and it feels like rejection sometimes, it's so good because now you don't have to give so much of your thought life to it anymore. So Yeah. That's why I'm thinking we maybe need to reach out to Jay. I think we need to reach out to Jay and just be honest. And okay, Ken's, let's have the conversation. Let's practice the phone call right now. Wait, so, so you think you, it's going to be an intentional phone call? I think it's going to be a phone call. Like, I think I don't know if they live near each other. Okay, so if, you if live they live near, near each other, go get, to coffee. Go to coffee. Okay, so let's yeah. pretend we just sat down to coffee. You're anonymous. I'm Jay. Okay, we okay. even have our coffee. Yeah, we have our this. coffee. Okay, okay. here Wait, we go. You're Jay. I'm, I'm Jay. An- you're okay. anonymous. Okay. Jay, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. It's been so we've like known each other forever. I'm so like I'm so glad we like ended up getting coffee. Cheers. Okay, so what do you want to drink? Oh wow, we're really deep down (laughs) here. I'm gonna take just black coffee. What about you? Oh, I'll go for the vanilla latte. Oh Oh my gosh, you like black coffee or black coffee person. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Blah blah blah. So this is going in the chit chat direction. Okay, so first small talk. Small talk at first. Okay. Okay. Okay, Jay, this is crazy. But do you remember when we were at camp like forever ago? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that. So 
Wait, so you okay, think she maybe should go she shouldn't for be it? this nervous? <laughs> You're really nervous over there. Like this I is knew. not going well. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you think she should be this I, honest? I think she should say, this is "Hey, scary. I know it's been a couple of years, but okay, yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know it's been a couple of years, but I." feel like I just need to be honest with you I've still you've honestly still been on my mind I still think about you sometimes and so I just wanted to see if you ever think about me too oh that's good like that something like that I think you kind of have to address what went wrong not Mm -hmm. what went wrong but say like I know like that I kind of chose the other guy over you but really I was just trying to you know honestly he might not even remember this though yeah you're right just be like I've been thinking about you for a I've long time. I've been thinking about you, like, where are you at? Yeah, where are you okay, at? Okay, I feel good about that. You, this Don't is gonna take a lot over your of words boldness. like Ken's did. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just take, stir Confidence. up some courage with your time with the Lord. Be like, okay, I can do this. This is important. I need clarity in this because a cracked door is not good. And then just go in and have the conversation. Be bold, be brave. I like this. And he's probably gonna respond and either be like, yeah, no, I have another, either, I like somebody yeah. else right now. And he's gonna be like, but thank you so much for for telling me yeah. for being honest or whatever. I, you know, I hung with a friend last night and he was telling me about how some girl did this like came up and just was straight up about her feelings and, and he, he was like i respected it. that yeah even though like i'm not here for it now like i respected it yeah so, so there's gonna be yeah. like uh, either he's gonna yeah. be like no and I then have it's a, a closed door like, and you no. can move on yes or it's an open door and he's like or oh my gosh it's an crazy. open door and we get the invite Thank to the for, wedding yes okay i love this so the move is to be bold brave ask not to coffee or a phone call if you aren't near each other and just say the dang thing hope that's good advice um, call us before you do those things because we'll give you a pep talk. We really And then will. if you really chicken out, you could send him this podcast episode and say, hey, I submitted for advice. What do you think? <laughs> oh, my. That's so <laughs> passive. You guys don't do that. Don't do that. All right. Well, okay. We I think it's so time excited. to move on from making moves and talk about a move of God. Yeah. So let's jump into our conversation with Clay this week. Hello, everybody. We are back with Clay this week. And this week we are talking about unity and how when the people of God unified, God was able to do incredible things through that unity. And so I'm really excited. We just believe this is kind of like a it's kind of a buzzworthy topic right now. But there is so many layers when it comes to unity, especially like unity within the body of Christ. And so we're excited to hear what wisdom you have for us. Bring us a word from scripture so clay i'll pass it off to you all right so glad to be here again and uh what a topic right this is wow i mean even if if we just talked about what has taken place over the past couple of years on social media and all the different opinions you get and all the different ways that people can be highlighted and then torn down it's what this is a fantastic topic Mm -hmm. and so um thanks for letting me jump in on this one i want to talk um just out of nehemiah it's a smaller book in the old testament but a really cool story uh if you've never read it before and what we find is that in nehemiah starting in chapter three the people are rebuilding the wall that was torn down previously and um what is amazing that you see right from the start in nehemiah that all the people were rebuilding the wall 
and and it, it the, they're very specific to to highlight who's involved. So it starts with the high priest himself is involved in rebuilding the wall, and then you get this little small detail later that one of the man's small daughters was also rebuilt on the wall. And you're kind of like, why, why would we even ever need to know that? Well, yeah. the author's, the author's trying to contrast and just say, Hey, look, one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum is mm. involved in building this wall. It wasn't, Hey, the special people can do it or the cool people can do it or what, whoever, however, we're, we're going to parse people out and put people into categories, which we, we often do. And, um, throughout the Bible, really anytime you see talks about unity, you'll see those categories being understood, but then saying that's not where the importance should be. And so here in Nehemiah, it's like, hey, there is a high priest. He is in a category in and of himself, but that's not what's important right now. This little girl who has no status in any way, shape or form, no money, no, I mean, she's female in that time. Again, difference there. That's not important what her class is, what her status is. What's important is they're unified around a purpose. Mm, And that purpose then brought them together, and then they worked together to rebuild a wall. Now, for us, probably a lot of, I know I would assume that y'all have, probably a lot of your listeners have gone on a mission trip and mm-hmm. and you know you you go and you you build a house in a week or you you build a you re, you build a school you know and, and you're just like wow that's we did that in four days that's amazing mm-hmm. that's obviously with very different technology and very different resources but what's yeah. amazing in this story is the people of israel rebuilt a wall with gates several gates if you read the story you're like how many gates did they need and they apparently needed a lot and they rebuilt <laughs> them in 52 days Wow. That's all it took them was 52 days. Now, again, that might not seem very cool to us or very, very impressive to us, but mm-hmm. that was miraculous mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. And the only yeah. way that they could have done that is yeah. by being unified. That's wow. the only way. So what we find is that unity is always a landing strip for a move of God. Yeah. Yeah, always. It's, good. it's, it's good. always because what's the move of God here? When this is the walls rebuilt, right? Right at in Nehemiah six. That's when the walls finally finished. You get you get to the story, and then listen to what happens in Nehemiah six sixteen. This is when you start to see the move of God take place. This is verse sixteen. When all our enemies heard about this, meaning the wall was completed in fifty two days, yeah. all the surround all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. Mm. So wow. they were at they were at their weakest moment. Without a wall, they're at their weakest moment. So every nation could yeah. pounce on yeah. this people group. Mm. And when they heard that they were unified and pulled off something that crazy in that amount of time, they didn't give the credit, right, to the people. They realized this was supernatural. Yeah. And yeah. in any time you see uni- real unity taking place, it's always supernatural. Yeah. Because Wow. We the the if we're going to talk about spiritual battles and schemes and plans against us, yeah, I, I can't think of one that's more important to the enemy than making sure that unity doesn't take place. Yeah, yeah. And so when it does, it's always supernatural. Wow. And what we see that move of God is it just disperses the enemy. They the enemy can't stand 
when unity takes place. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason that unity is, is always such a battle plan for, for, for the enemy. But mm-hmm. then you, we, we continue to see and say, hey, the enemies are dispersed. They, they're no longer an issue. And then we get to see in Nehemiah 7 and Nehemiah 8 that their unity remains. So this wasn't just a gimmick. And it says in, in Nehemiah 8.1, it says all the people gathered as one person at the square and they bring out the scrolls that they have and they just all listen to the word of God. Mm. They just they just want to listen to it. And then they start to re- re- confess their sins and the entire nation is restored. Not just a wall is restored, but a nation is wow. restored un- unto God because of unity. Wow. That's a pretty significant move of God. And it, and it just yeah. pulls you right back. To that psalm, Psalm 133, which is an amazing psalm mm-hmm. that just talks about the blessing. It says there is a commanded blessing to those who are unified, meaning God has set it up to where it's automatic blessing. Something wow. special is going to happen when the people of yeah. God come together as one. Wow. That's so cool. I love that story. Also, I really do love how you added the detail of a missions trip in in the mix of all of this because it's so relevant, right? They're like building a wall in Nehemiah. And typically when you go on a missions trip, you are building something. And the unity that happens on a missions trip, like that's just a good visual, you know, of like that community that's formed. Like, and I, any mission trip that I've been on, it's been with like randos. Like I don't know anybody. (laughs) (laughs) We're all like very different ages and different seasons of life. But for some reason, and everybody listening, I know can relate. You're just like unified and, and it is a supernatural experience. And Mm. that's so, so real. Like that moment, if I just even take my myself back um to those mission trips and in those it is so supernatural um and you're so right it's just like the enemy wants to tear that apart um and the things you can accomplish too uh through unity and how i love how this story like so practically puts it um when you're unified you can build and it's quicker and it's efficient and it's filled with peace and it's filled with the Holy Spirit. And other people stand around in amazement. Like mm. I look at my community, anybody who's like super unified, I'm always like, whoa, they're cool. Yeah. Or, they got yeah, it. Like good. they're full of the Holy Spirit. So yeah. I love that. I'm so curious for you. I know you have six kids. We talked about that earlier. I feel yeah. like kids are perfect examples of like maybe the authentic, 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 um, authentic, uh, like nature to like, maybe not like somebody or not want to include somebody or just like all of that. And I want to hear from you. What are like conversations you have with your kids about unity and like loving on their friends and loving on their people? And how could that be like something we need to hear today too? Yeah, that's a great question. We, it's really comes down to perspective for us. And, and what I mean by that is, um, our kids so easily, I mean, sometimes their innocence is amazing and just their their simple perspective is great. But other times it's just you can just see it. Right. It's so selfish. Mm. And and really disunity is always rooted in selfishness. Right. You mm, think you're yeah. better or you want your way or yeah. you don't want to have to deal with that or you don't want to have to see that or whatever. I mean, you just you can just look back at it and say, what's the root of all those thoughts? And it's I. It's I and it's yeah. I and it's yeah. I. So for our kids, where it's like, hey, let's think about what that person would love. 
let's think about what that could do for someone else. And yeah. because, you know, they, they start talking about who they want at a birthday party and they start to choose. It's like, hey, you know, our next door neighbor, how do you think that would feel if, if for the next door neighbor if you invited everyone else and, and not him? It's like, oh, I don't know. Well, think about it. How do yeah. you know what what would that be? And it's just giving that perspective of, hey, if you think outside yourself, you're probably going to discover uh, something pretty special because that's normally in the uh, the opposite of that mm. selfish nature that we have. Yeah, that just kind of keeps us from from God's heart. And yeah. so um, you, you you always discover God's heart in in that place of looking outside yourself. And trying to find the reasons that you would like something or you would be connected to someone instead of the reasons that you should be. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Yeah, I just love this whole conversation around unity. And I love that you just pointed out that unity in itself is an incredible move of God. (laughs) It is supernatural and we can't unify without without God himself and without the power of God flowing through us. And so if you're struggling with unity, I think the first place you have to go is to the feet of Jesus. And so I love that that reminder in that. And then when unity happens, the world notices because it's so countercultural to our world right now, especially. And I love in this story, just the, the nation coming together, the nation repenting, the nation being redeemed. And, um, that gets me excited that that all happened from people coming together for 52 days. It only took 52 (laughs) days. And wow, if we, if we could really step into and lean into unity, I wonder just like what could happen in our own nation. And so that just gets me excited and, um, hopeful and, and really honestly just puts like a, a precedence for unity in my own life. And I think about like the, the teams that I lead and how, like, I don't want to be satisfied with disunity of any sorts. Like Mm. that's not enough. Like we got to be unified. And so thank you for just that reminder, Clay. Uh, this was so so good. good. I loved being in Nehemiah and, uh, guys, dive into this story more throughout the week and, and just see what God stirs in your own heart about specific um, places, maybe a disunity that you see in your own life. Yeah. And um, we're going to be women of the word diving in. And so thanks Clay for leading us in this. Um, so good. We'll be back with you next week for another dive into scripture. All right. Can't wait. Okay, I'm really excited to jump into our conversation all about unity this week. Uh, You know, Ken's and I, as we were kind of working on the Move of God study, we kept coming back to unity and kind of realizing that honestly in our world right now, it kind of feels like one of those buzzwords, you know, you hear about it all the time and which is so awesome. I'm so glad Mm -hmm. we're hearing about unity all the time. But I think sometimes when you hear about it all the time, you can kind of desensitize to just the power and the impact and the importance of it. And so what we really want to bring to this conversation today is unity is not a cute little Christian ideal. Unity is not like this, you know, Mm. utopian thing like unity. I think in the name of Jesus is number one, it's so possible. And number two, it is so important. And Mm. I think that we can, I thought you were going for it. It's so possible. And another P so powerful. Yes. Okay. Let's say that. Okay. Possible and powerful. Good job. Alliteration. We love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I do believe that though. It's possible and powerful. You said possible and then you were like, and important. <laughs> there was a P. It was just later. Oh, um, yeah. That's right. But I think right now it feels like our world is maybe more divided than ever. That's true. I mean, yeah. let's just 
talk about the elephant in the room. Everybody has their opinion on COVID. Everybody has their opinion on politics. Mm. Everybody has their opinion on literally everything. And it feels like right now it's so hard sometimes to be in the room with people who have different opinions on things than you. And, Mm. you know, it's just so funny because in the kingdom of God, like, differences have always been celebrated. Like you look Mm. at Jesus and, and Jesus was constantly surrounding himself with people that like other people, maybe like the majority people were looking at and kind of going like, what in the heck is he doing? Who are these people he's hanging out with? And I think what I have seen and what I've found time and time again, that unity, unity truly like Mm. unleashes, um, I think just like kingdom work in our life. And so we can't talk about a move of God without talking about the people of God coming together and saying, Hey, together, like we are looking to see what God is doing and we're stepping into what God is calling us into. And so Mm. we really are so excited about spending a whole week talking about unity. And I think there comes like different levels of unity. I think there's like personal unity in our, when we talk about our personal lives, like there's probably that person in our head right now that we can all think of that we feel some tension with, some division with. Maybe it's a friendship that's kind of gone rocky. Maybe it's with your parents. Um, Maybe it's with somebody you work with. Maybe someone you like go to school with, all these different things. But um, I think we have to look at that level of unity. And then I think we have to look at the big, you know, kind of the big grand view of unity with just looking at people and being like honestly sometimes I scroll through social media and I'm like I dislike a lot more people than I wanted to (laughs) after just scrolling through social media and we have to stop letting the enemy like Mm. take hold of those settings and start what we really believe is start looking for reasons to unite rather than looking for reasons to divide. Yeah, that's right. And you hinted at it there at the end. Like if you haven't realized it already, division is one of the enemy's like strongest weapons. Like if he can get everyone to disagree, build pride in their opinions and nitpick at even the smallest things. Well, then he has this divided and not just divided, but angry and defensive and unproductive. But on the flip side, one of God's like best weapons is unity. Like, mm-hmm. and that's so real. If he, if we're unified in agreement with each other, loving each other in big ways, like seeing past the nitty gritty, the small things, well, then we're unstoppable. Like we're unbreakable. And And so I think we really need to be attuned to what the enemy might be actively Mm. doing in our world right now, you know, and being like, okay, this isn't just like a political issue. This isn't just like a virus or this isn't minor things like this is actually the control of the enemy. And Mm. I want to step into unity because I want God to 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 win. Yes, yes, that's so good. I love that. And and I think really when it comes to unity, it really does um, matter about kind of laying aside all of our differences and the ways that we see things and view things and truly uniting around the fact that like yeah. the main thing for us is that we love Jesus and keeping that at the center. And I think if you're, if you're constantly looking at the people around you through that lens, um, it makes all the things that you maybe disagree 
agree upon or you see differently seem to matter less because really Jesus matters the most at the end of the day. And if we're looking at our world through the lens of Jesus, then I think we begin to see people differently and we uh, see the, the differences differently as well. So we have had like a very tangible season where we were stretched and challenged in unity, but we grew so much in unity and we saw the power of unity and how when you choose to unify, when you fight for unity, um, it heals so much that you think is kind of too broken or too messed up. And so, um, earlier this, well, it was actually like maybe end of last year, end of this year, Ken's and I just reached a tough, tough season in ministry, a tough season in Mm. our own personal friendship. You know, we've been leading delight and, you know, walking in leadership and ministry together for about nine years. And we've grown up a lot and we've changed a lot. And, um, Mm. we have had to kind of like weather different storms and seasons together. And we kind of just reached a time in, in ministry and leadership where we were on pretty different pages, Mm. like just about what we saw for the future of delight. We were kind of just like disagreeing with each other Mm -hmm. and it started in small ways at first. And I think oftentimes when you leave those little small arguments kind of unnoticed or like unresolved, it Mm. grows and builds tension. And, um, we found ourselves just like the longer we let it like stay, kind of continue to be on different pages. And so we kind of reached like a boiling point where we were just, you know, you just like don't want to be in the same room as someone. You're just like every little thing they do bothers you. Yeah, I'm sure that's how you felt about me in that season. You know, yes. we were just kind of like, ah, and <laughs> we'd reached this season. And um, I remember at the beginning of this year, Ken's and I, uh, we actually had a phone call. I was like walking around a furniture store at the time. I don't know where you were. That's so random. But I was in a furniture store <laughs> and I was walking through the store and we were talking on the phone and. And uh, Ken said to me, she's like, I know like we're disagreeing on so much stuff right now. And I know like we're not really seeing eye to eye on a lot of things. But what I know we see eye to eye on is is our heartbeat for ministry and our love for getting to do ministry together. And she was like, so let's just commit to in this Mm -hmm. next season, like let's just do ministry together Mm -hmm. and like let's put all the other stuff aside and just not worry about it, not focus on it. Like we're just not going to let that come in the way of us getting to do ministry together. And we were going out on tour for for the girl tour and it was like you know about a month before that and so that's what we did for like Mm -hmm. the next month we literally did ministry together when we would get done it's not that we just like stopped talking about things that mattered but we we talked about the thing that mattered most together like literally every night we would celebrate what god would had done we would you know talk about what god was doing Mm -hmm. in our life we were praying with women together we were leading together and it's so funny because when we got to the end of tour Mm -hmm. it felt like i couldn't even remember what we were arguing about like i couldn't even remember what it was that i was so upset with you about or so like hurt by and Mm -hmm. it's so funny how when you choose unity i think god has room to come in and heal old wounds and heal things that feel like the biggest deal in the world. And I think it was really because in that season, God gave me new eyes to see you the way that he sees you to, to do those, Mm. you know, to step into things like Mm. seeing, seeing how like your heart was in the right place. And even Mm. though sometimes actions don't align, like your heart was in the right place. My heart was in the right place. Like even Mm. when I screwed up, like, you know, what mattered most was us, you know, 
mm-hmm. leaning into the kingdom together. And so for me, yeah. that was just a really tangible season of seeing the power of unity through our own like brokenness in our friendship. Yeah, exactly. And the key through it all was just fixing on the thing that was that we did agree upon. Like, yeah. and you can always find something, you know, in community. I mean, as believers, we can fixate on Jesus and, yeah. uh, and, and in your social settings, whatever, just find something that you do agree upon. And you said it perfectly, like talk about that thing the most, like do that thing the most, just be around each other, be in community each other and just love past it. And I promise through the process, through time, yeah. healing happens. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think so often just, I see in the world around us, we just get so, we fixate on all the other little things that yeah. really don't matter. And yeah. they're just Distractions, all, yeah. Yeah, distractions and getting us off path of what matters most and keeping us from being unified, which yeah. as you talked about earlier, is really like letting the enemy win in those yeah. relationships. Yeah. Okay, guys, so each and every week you have heard from our Bible expert, Clay Kirkland, but we want to tell you a little bit more about what Clay does. So Clay has a company called Wisdom and Creativity Consulting, and he is actually a coach for so many different leaders in ministry and business from across the country, including Ken's and I. Ken's and I have gotten to walk through a season with Clay, and he's just provided so much insight and so much direction on things like stepping into leadership, our partnership as a team, and just personally helping us to know our strengths and to walk in boldness and confidence in them. And we want to tell you a little bit about what Clay can maybe offer you guys. Yes, one of our favorite things he offers is the Millennial Mentor Path that will guide and lead to the fulfilling of your purpose and achieving your dreams. So if you're a senior in college or a young adult trying to make a career decision, maybe you're in transition, maybe you have a God dream on your heart and just don't know the first step well he is your guy he will do virtual sessions over facetime or over the phone whatever you need head to wisdomandcreativity.com to learn more you guys we low-key force him to let us do this ad because we believe in him this much go to wisdomandcreativity.com And that's what I think is so true. It's like if we see those distractions as the enemy trying to get us off track from the things that matter, I think what happens is we don't just like try to get along with people for the sake of saying, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, being unified. I think what we start doing is we start fighting for unity. Like we place unity at the center where we're not content with being disunified. We're not content Mm. with just being like, okay, yeah, she's all right. Like I think we're, we fight for going, no, I want to not only get along with you. I want to like you. I'm going to love you. Like I want to do this with you. And I think there is just such a difference in simply getting along with people and fighting for unity. Yeah. And I don't know, like I see this in our delight team. I see this in, um, you know, people I've worked with, I've led Mm. things with, like you truly, you see that switch when you go, Oh my goodness, I have to fight for this. It's not easy. It's not natural. But when you work through things Mm. and you work through things by keeping Jesus at the center, it, produces such a strength and a bond that Mm. I think lead to those moves of God. Like that's, I think when you've walked through the waters of like relationship issues and you come out stronger on the other side, that's when God starts to do incredible things. I've seen that. Yes, I feel like our relationship in itself is a testimony to that. Like we were like, okay, we're going to let, we're going to, we are going to let the enemy win in this. And as soon as we uh, were unified is when we, 
were able to do ministry even better together yeah. with pure hearts, with clear minds, and just like have a way stronger love and focus yeah. on what mattered most. That's so real. So okay, real. so we want to give you guys like sometimes the subject can feel a little daunting because you're like, yeah. okay, where do I begin? <laughs> How is this tangible? So we have a challenge for you and that's obviously creating unity in your community and we have two practical ways to do this. Here we go. Write it down. It's your time to take notes. Take They're notes. really simple though. Yeah. You might be able to remember them. <laughs> okay, the first one is super practical and that's just being kind, practicing yeah. kindness. Like going out of your way to be super naturally kind and that might be like look like big or really intentional things or it literally might just be smaller things and even as we're talking I'm like oh my gosh like it's crazy even just the negative unkind emotions that pop up in my head and my spirit on a day-to-day basis and I'm like that is the enemy there's want and plop into my to yeah. my life and if I could just identify that and being like anger oh my gosh that's a distraction of the enemy I'm going to revert this to kindness like just reverting all those negative emotions to kindness um and just actually responding to not just like being like oh I gotta love them I'm gonna be so nice to them but actually doing the thing and being nice people and going out of your way um mm. I think that's really important that's so good that's so good and I think when we talk about kindness, you have to talk about obviously the people that are easy to be kind to, but you also have to talk about the people that you like do not want to be kind to. And I think when it comes to unity there, there is such power. I think you'll see a shift in your relationships, especially the hard relationships when you intentionally practice kindness with the people that drive you nuts. Um, And it might take a while for your heart to catch up with the actions, but I think that God can really do that and heal that. So I love that practice kindness with the easy people and the hard people. And then secondly, this week, we really want to challenge you to start believing the best in each other. I already talked about how sometimes I scroll through social media and I'm like, wow, I like 10 people less than I did five minutes ago. And it's because I start believing bad things about them. I start seeing things that they post or, um, and I'm like, oh my goodness, they're selfish or, oh my goodness, they don't care about what really matters or, oh my goodness, how could they think like that? And I think so often we fall into the enemy's traps of just like these secret little Mm. lies and these secret little things where we go, oh, they, because this, they must be like this. Mm. And I think that that is not God's heart for us. And that's not God's heart for his people. Like, I think when God looks at us, he sees us and sees the Mm. best. Like he sees so much potential. He sees us and believes that like we will make the right decisions. Like we do have a pure heart. And I think we got to start doing that for God's people. We got to start seeing those people and saying, Hey, you know, even if outwardly and surfacely it's coming across like this but you know I bet they're going through something or you know what I bet that that's not really what their heart is after Mm. right now and I think when you start doing that um, it gives you compassion for people and it gives you empathy for people and it helps you to just love people better and Mm. I think you'll see a lot of like disunity start to fall apart in your life like suddenly you're just gonna find it easier to love people and find it easier to come alongside and support people even when you think differently than them because you believe the best in them you see that like God is still working and moving in their life even Mm. when maybe on the surface it seems otherwise yeah I would argue that this is probably like 
the most this has been the biggest thing like for mac and i and even in other that's then taught me how to do the same thing in other relationships in my life and it is hugely important so if you didn't hear us you guys this is like believing the best and yes. each other and it's huge like practically for us yeah i mean we're best friends over here guys like we spend day in and day out with each other and there are moments where kendall like do something or say something mm-hmm. and you know like and i'll in my head start to tell myself a lie i'll be like yeah. oh she just wants attention or you know she mm-hmm. just wants to like outshine me you, mm-hmm. you we've all had those little thoughts or feelings in our head and i have to quickly stop and go oh my gosh no 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 that is mm-hmm. not her heart like yeah you know god is speaking something to her right now mm-hmm. and like I'm so proud that she is yeah. obeying the voice of God in her life. That's yeah. a different story than saying, oh, mm. she's trying to steal the spotlight yeah. from me. It's like rewriting all those stories. And so many of us have unknowingly did, done this in our relationships. Like seriously, right now, I think if you take a minute and you're like, oh my gosh, why do I have such a bad perception of this person? Or why has there been so much tension in this relationship? What I love about believing the best in each other, it's it, it kind of is back on you. It's so much easier mm-hmm. to point the fingers. Yeah. This is like actually t- taking ownership of the tension, actually taking ownership of what happened, just rewriting that story. It's hugely important and will shift so many relationships in your life, you guys. So really actively practice both of these things. Practice kindness and start believing the best in each other. And I think you're going to start to see relationships in your life re kindle <laughs> i didn't know if that was the word rekindle, rekindle. relationships <laughs> and also um there's something about just walking just like knowing your relationships in your life are unified that gives you just like confidence yeah. in what yeah. god can do and and i just important. believe when when god's people come together god moves he just right. he moves he and does i know literally ken's and i's whole friendship is a testament to that like when we mm. we've been united god has done abundantly more in delight and in for the girl and when we've That's been right. divided it honestly feels like the fruit of our ministry shuts off in a lot of ways and yeah. so i think that is what is so cool is like when you unite with the people around you like you will see god start to do incredible things around you and that's yes. what this is all about this is move of god how do we recognize see step into what Let's god's go. doing around us he's so. about to move in wow. big ways i can't wait to see all these relationships what's happening next story. week oh my gosh next week we are talking all about intercession you guys Pray. Is gonna a little be bit of fasting, prayer, fasting, practical. Woo! I can't wait. It's All right. honestly, I know some of you. You're like, wow, that does not sound <laughs> very exciting. But we promise you, it's, a it's very exciting, so good, and important. You're gonna love it. Ready to mature. Let's go. We'll talk to you guys later. Later, alligator. <laughs>